Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Kotke Ride Home for Tuesday, December 1st, 2020. I'm Jackson Bird. Scientists have used AI to make a massive breakthrough in protein folding that could cause huge ripples in drug treatments and understanding the human body. China has landed a robotic spacecraft on the moon and is bringing back souvenirs. Leave some milk and cookies in the Zoom chat because Santa Claus is officially going virtual. And another quick update on the monolith. Here are some of the cool things from the news today. Researchers in London say they have solved a problem that scientists have been trying to crack for half a century. DeepMind, a lab owned by Alphabet, the same parent company as Google, announced yesterday that they have used artificial intelligence to solve the protein folding problem, a breakthrough that could vastly accelerate the development of new medicines and help explain mysteries of the human body and various diseases. The Guardian even says it could, quote, pave the way for designer medicines, more nutritious crops, and green enzymes that can break down plastic pollution, end quote. While the breakthrough probably won't make a dent on the coronavirus at this point, it could influence research or response on future pandemics, as well as various genetic diseases like Alzheimer's. And this combined with the huge strides in RNA vaccines being made this year could mean really promising things for cures and treatments across the board in coming years. But rewinding with a little background, quoting the New York Times, Proteins are the microscopic mechanisms that drive the behavior of viruses, bacteria, the human body, and all living things. They begin as strings of chemical compounds before twisting and folding into three-dimensional shapes that define what they can do and what they cannot. And per The Guardian, quote, Protein folding has been a grand challenge in biology for 50 years. In arcane form of molecular origami, its importance is hard to overstate. Most biological processes revolve around proteins, and a protein's shape determines its function. 
When researchers know how a protein folds up, they can start to uncover what it does, how insulin controls sugar levels in the blood, and how antibodies fight coronavirus are both determined by protein structure. Scientists have identified more than 200 million proteins, but structures are known only for a fraction of them. Traditionally, the shapes are discovered through meticulous lab work that can take years, and while computer scientists have made headway on the problem, inferring the structure from a protein's makeup is no easy task. Proteins are chains of amino acids that can twist and bend into a mind-boggling variety of shapes, a Google cubed, or one followed by 300 zeros, end quote. Identifying the exact shape of a protein can take months or even decades of experimentation, sometimes never working out at all. But DeepMind says their new system can predict those three-dimensional shapes in just a few minutes. DeepMind has previously been known for designing AI systems that can outperform humans in games like chess, Go, and various Atari classics. But that was never their end goal, just a method of training, testing, and showcasing their system. Like many innovations recently, DeepMind's AlphaFold system makes use of neural networks, quote, a mathematical system loosely modeled on the network of neurons in the human brain. It learns skills by analyzing vast amounts of data. By pinpointing patterns in thousands of cat photos, for instance, it can learn to recognize a cat. This is the technology that recognizes faces in the photos you post to Facebook, identifies the commands you bark into your smartphone, and translates one language into another on Skype and other services, end quote. As for DeepMind's specific process, quoting The Guardian, To learn how proteins fold, researchers at DeepMind trained their algorithm on a public database containing about 170,000 protein sequences and their shapes, running on the equivalent of 100 to 200 graphics processing units, by modern standards a modest amount of computing power, the training took a few weeks. DeepMind put AlphaFold through its paces by entering it for a biennial protein Olympics known as CASP, the Critical Assessment of Protein Structure Prediction. Entrants to the international competition are given the amino acid sequences for about 100 proteins and challenged to work them out. The results from teams that use computers are compared with those based on lab work, end quote. According to the results of the contest, AlphaFold was able to predict the shape of a protein roughly two-thirds of the time, and its error rate was just about equivalent to physical experiments. Scientists who have been working on this problem and with the CASP contest for decades didn't expect this type of innovation to come for several more years, potentially not even in their lifetimes. Quoting the New York Times, Andre Lupus, the director of the Department of Protein Evolution at the Max Planck Institute for Developmental Biology in Germany, is among those who worked with AlphaFold. He's part of a team that spent a decade trying to determine the physical shape of a particular protein in a tiny bacteria-like organism called an archaeon. This protein straddles the membrane of individual cells. Part is inside the cell, part is outside, and that makes it difficult for scientists like Dr. Lupus to determine the shape of the protein in the lab. Even after a decade, he could not pinpoint the shape. With AlphaFold, he cracked the problem in a half hour. End quote. DeepMind is looking to publish their findings next year and work on the best method of sharing their technology with other labs and scientists. So far, their collaborations with other scientists are set to focus first on malaria and other parasitic diseases. Going forward, they'll look at protein complexes, or larger combinations of proteins, and how those interplay with other molecules. This is truly just the beginning. China's Chang'e 5 mission has landed on the moon. 
touching down earlier today near Mons Rumker, a mountain in the Oceanus Procellarum, or Ocean of Storms, region of the moon. This marks the third time China has successfully landed a robotic spacecraft on the moon. Part of its mission is bringing back lunar samples, soils, and rocks, which would make China only the third nation to do so, after the U.S. and the former Soviet Union as well as the first to bring lunar samples back to Earth since 1967. Quoting Space.com, Scientists are still studying the 842 pounds of lunar material brought to Earth by NASA's Apollo missions from 1969 to 1972. Some of the Apollo material came from Oceanus Procellarum, a huge volcanic plain that Apollo 12 explored in late 1969. But Mons Rumker rocks formed just 1.2 billion years ago, whereas all the samples collected by the Apollo astronauts are more than 3 billion years old. Chang'e 5, therefore, will help scientists understand what was happening late in the moon's history, as well as how Earth and the solar system evolved, the nonprofit Planetary Society wrote in its description of the mission, end quote. But bringing space rocks home to us Earthlings is apparently in vogue right now because Japan's Hayabusa 2 mission is also bringing back samples from the asteroid Ryugu this weekend. Hayabusa 2 has been in space since 2014, but will make its return in just a few days after collecting those samples. But going back to China's Chang'e 5 mission, it's a pretty complex one, with, quoting The Verge, four main spacecraft that will all work together to bring between 2 to 4 kilograms of lunar dirt back to Earth. The quartet traveled to the moon attached together and got into lunar orbit on November 28th. Two of those four spacecraft included a lander and an ascent vehicle, which are stacked on top of each other. On November 28th, the pair separated from the third spacecraft, Chang'e 5's service module, which remained in orbit around the moon. The lander and ascent module touched down on the lunar surface today, according to CGTN, although a time was not provided. Now, over the next few days, the lander will use a robotic arm to drill into the lunar dirt and scoop up rocks, storing them inside a sample container. Once the sample is collected, the robotic arm will transfer the container to the ascent module on top of the lander. Then it'll be time for Chang'e 5's second takeoff with the ascent module blasting off from the lander with the sample in tow. The ascent module will meet up with the service module in orbit, and together the spacecraft will head back to Earth. The sample will eventually be transferred to the fourth spacecraft, a re-entry capsule tasked with bringing the material to the ground. End quote. Landing back on Earth is expected around December 17th or 18th, and they are aiming for a site in Inner Mongolia. It's a quick trip in part because the lander is solar-powered, so it has to get all of its work done in two Earth weeks before sunset on Mons Rumker. The mountain gets two weeks of sunlight because one lunar day is equivalent to 29 Earth days, meaning half of that time is light and the other half of it is complete darkness. So here's hoping Chang'e 5 doesn't procrastinate. So even though Dr. Fauci has assured the children of America that Father Christmas has Santa bodies and will be safe to enter their homes to leave them presents this year, that doesn't solve the problem of his and his many surrogates' usual visits to malls, parks, and other events to pose for photos with crying children and double-check their list in the lead-up to the big day. And while I did see a photo somewhere of a kid posing six feet in front of a Santa Claus in one of his mall-type workshop sets, both the kid and Santa Claus were dabbing for the photo, it seems like most places are being smart and canceling in-person meetings with St. Nick this year. 
Macy's, which has hosted Santa Claus in their New York City store for 160 years, made the decision to cancel their Santa Land this year. Based on the fact that they usually get over a quarter of a million visitors to the Winter Wonderland section of the store. Instead, they, like many other companies, are turning Santa Land virtual. That's right, Santa Claus is officially on Zoom. Let's just hope Mrs. Claus has given him a full tutorial of the software so he doesn't fall into any of the embarrassing work-from-home mishaps that have plagued headlines this year. The Children's Hospice Southwest in the United Kingdom is one such organization offering both live and pre-recorded visits with Santa, with 10% of their profits going toward the hospice. Not everywhere is ready to pivot completely to digital, though. Ali Slocum, a spokeswoman for the Simon Property Group, the biggest mall owner in the U.S., told USA Today that Santa will still be appearing at their malls with distanced visits. It's a tough choice for a lot of Santa performers between their health, as you might imagine, many of them are in higher-risk categories, their concern for the community, and their desire to spread Christmas cheer in a much-needed time, not to mention their bottom line. Gizmodo reports that a good Santa surrogate can make between five dollars and $10,000 in the last two months of the year. Some of them have taken their own initiative to record custom videos for families and schedule virtual visits. Others are working with companies to do the same. One Santa performer, Michael Howe, who has put on the red suit on and off for almost three decades, has been recording videos in which he reminds kids to wash their hands and reassures them, quote, everything is going to be okay. Eventually, we'll get back to normal and I can't wait to see you, end quote. I'm honestly surprised virtual visits haven't taken off more in past years. If it works out, I think they may be here to stay for a while, not as a complete replacement, but just an alternative. I mean, for one, kids probably cry a lot less. Like, how happy are kids when you tell them you're going to see Santa, and then when you get there in person, they're terrified? Maybe they just stay happy and excited when they just interact on screen. People with children, please report back. But also, we've always had interactions with Santa using the technology of the day. I mean, I remember getting a call from Santa on our family's landline when I was a kid. And I recently discovered that the tradition of sending letters to Santa originally began with parents actually posing as Santa and writing letters to their kids to scold them for bad behavior and remind them to be good if they wanted presents. Soon after, however, kids took the initiative and started writing to Santa themselves. And if you want to read a fascinating on-theme book about that, this past weekend I started reading The Santa Claus Man, The Rise and Fall of a Jazz Age Con Man and the Invention of Christmas in New York by Alex Palmer, which is the true story of John Duval Gluck Jr., the 1913 founder of the Santa Claus Association. I'm only a few chapters in, and while I'm quite enjoying it so far, take this recommendation with a grain of salt, just in case, but here's the book summary. Quote, the Santa Claus Association had the sole authority to answer Santa's mail in New York City. Gluck ran the organization for 15 years, gaining fame for making the myth of Santa a reality to poor children by arranging for donors to deliver the toys they requested, until a crusading charity commissioner exposed Gluck as a fraud. The story is wide in scope, interweaving a phony Boy Scout group, kidnapping, stolen artwork, and appearances by the era's biggest stars and New York City's most famous landmarks. The book is both a personal story and a far-reaching historical one, tracing the history of Christmas celebration in America and the invention of Santa Claus. End quote. 
So again, that's The Santa Claus Man by Alex Palmer. Makes for a festive read, especially for any history buffs or fans of stories like Gangs of New York. I'll put a link in the show notes. Okay, so one more monolith update, or, well, a two-parter, really. So first, Ripley's, you know, Ripley's, believe it or not, they're offering a $10,000 prize to anyone who can bring them the monolith or provide accurate information on where to find it. They're accepting tips through the end of the year. But if you are trying to make good on that offer, don't get mixed up with the other monolith that has now popped up in Romania. While it looks identical in size and basic features to the Utah monolith at first glance, it's not fooling most folks. Twitter user It's Full of Stars said, quote, This one was clearly thrown together in a few hours with visible seams, but I like the spirit. End quote. NPR reports that the mayor of the town it appeared in, Andre Carabelia, is taking it all in stride. Whether it's connected to the Utah one or most likely not, he hopes that it will still give the town a bit of boost in tourism. And while the Romanian one seems verified to actually physically exist, watch out because not only are some physical copycats popping up, but a lot of people are falling for bad photoshops. There's one going around that was clearly meant to be bad enough to be an obvious joke, but that people are still falling for. It copy and pasted a photo of the original monolith from Utah into the parking lot of the Four Seasons Total Landscaping in Philadelphia. So, yeah. But that is it for today. I'm going to go see if my 3D printer has finished on my latest round of monoliths to send off to random parts of the world. I hope you have a good rest of your day, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.